Hello, my friends. Thank you for listening. It is October the 7th. It's Friday. And we are in Colossians chapter number four today on the Daily Rejoicing Podcast. I hope you've had a great week and I hope you're looking forward to church this weekend. I hope you're right there in your place, wherever it is that you go to church regularly. And I hope you have a ministry, something you're involved in there at the church. And I encourage you to be in your place, sit towards the front, grab your Bible, make sure you listen, take notes, try to find somebody you don't know. You really get out what you put in. And if you're not getting anything out of the service and you're in a good Bible preaching, Bible believing church, and you're not getting anything out of the service, you're probably not putting too much into it, to be honest with you. So I encourage you, have a great weekend in the house of the Lord. You can decide that now, that it's going to be great because you're going to be a servant. You're going to try to invest all you can in the people around you and and all of that. So uh, looking forward to Sunday. And today, Friday, we're going to be in Colossians 4. We were in verses 2 through 6 the last three days, and I'd like to finish out the book with you today, and verses 7 through 18, but really taking notice of one particular verse, one little thought here today uh, about a man that Paul, the author, of course, the human penman, we know the Holy Spirit, wrote the word of God here and used Paul to do it. But one man that is singled out by name of which we know very little, but we learn something from the exhortation that Paul gives him. Now he's going to list a lot of people. Verse number seven. So he's wrapping it up, wrapping up the epistle. He sort of wraps up a lot of his letters this way where he mentions certain people and uh, thank you for this. Make sure you do this and all that. So verse number seven, it says, all my state shall Tychicus, that was a, a assistant of Paul, declare unto you who has a beloved brother and a faithful minister and fellow servant in the Lord, whom I have sent unto you for the same purpose that he might know your estate and comfort your hearts with Onesimus, a faithful and beloved brother who is one of you. They shall make known unto you all things which are done here. Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner, saluteth you, and Marcus, sister's son to Barnabas, touching whom you received commandments, if he come unto you, receive him. And Jesus, which is called Justice, who are of the circumcision, these only are my fellow workers unto the kingdom of God, who hath been a comfort unto me. Epiphras, who is one of you, likely the pastor at Colossae, a servant of Christ, saluteth you, always laboring fervently for you in prayers, that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. For I bear him record that he hath a great zeal for you and them that are at Laodicea and them that are at Hierapolis. Luke, the beloved physician, and Demas greet you. Salute the brethren which are in Laodicea and Nymphus and the church which is in his house. And when this epistle is read among you, Cause it that it be read also in the church of the Laodiceans, and that ye likewise read the epistle from Laodicea. Now, I have to make a comment here. The next verse is the one I'm getting to, but that right there, what he's saying, a couple things we can get from that, is that as this epistle was read in the church, he said, when you're done with this, either, and they may have made a copy, written it out, or sent it by hand, but most likely made a copy of it. 
send it over to Laodicea, the church at Laodicea, to be read in that congregation as well. And so we get a couple things from that. One, that these epistles, these letters, were meant not just for the specific church that they were written to, although they were, many things are specific to that church, but the doctrine contained therein for the church was for all the churches. It wasn't for that particular church. And so from the epistles that Paul writes, that the Holy Spirit, the Lord used Paul to write, we get how we run our church. It's really where we get the word deacon. It's how we know about so many things. I won't get into all that, but uh, it, it's it's the polity, the prescription for the local New Testament church that we have today. And so he said, when you're done reading this, make a copy or send it, whatever, but send it over to the church at Laodicea. Now, if you know anything about Laodicea, you remember John the Apostle had a word for them, or really it's straight from Jesus Christ, had a word for them through John the Apostle that you're too lukewarm and you need to get right. You remember that. And then the epistle that was at Laodicea, he said in verse 16, we're in Colossians 4, 16, cause it to be read among you as well. Now, if you're a curious reader, you probably are wondering what that is. Now, I just, this is not the point of the podcast, but when I, the lesson today, but when I read that, I just feel compelled to clear up anything in the listener's mind because it sounds as if there should be an epistle of Laodicea in our Bible. But you don't hear a preacher, or you shouldn't hear a preacher, get up and say, turn to the book of Laodicea this morning. It's Sunday morning. We're going to preach from the book of Laodicea, chapter 4, verse 1. No, no, there is no epistle to the Laodiceans. And so if you think about that for a minute, and you're just thinking, and I'll clear it up in a second for you, but you might think, well, are we missing some scripture? Do we not have the complete word of God? And this isn't the point of this lesson today. I didn't prepare for this, but I just always want to make sure I always point out to whomever Christian I get an opportunity to speak with, just to remind you that we do have the completed word of God in black and white on the printed page. We've got it or in your Bible app, whatever you've got it all. There is nothing that will be discovered that we didn't have before. There's no angel that's going to send somebody to the hills to uncover some tablets that have never been found before. There's no another gospel of Jesus Christ. There's no hidden epistle somewhere. God did not inspire his word and then not preserve it. God did not inspire his word and then conceal part of it for generations. That's not something God would do. And you have the completed word of God today. If you ever have somebody come along and say, I've got an additional gospel, I've got the lost gospels, I've got more of the scripture that you don't have, they are trying to manipulate you. That's a false prophet. That's a false witness. What this likely is, this epistle that was at Laodicea at the time, is likely what we know as the book of Ephesians. Ephesians and Colossians, if you read those back to back, they read very similar, um, the same content, subject matter, a lot of it. Paul wrote both of them. What likely happened was he sent the um, epistle to the Ephesian church by the hand of Tychicus, and he had them take it over to Laodicea. At this time, the writing of Colossians, 
the epistle of Ephesians was widely circulated at the time. And so that's probably what he meant in verse 16 when he says, and when this epistle is read among you, cause that it be read also in the church of the Laodiceans and that you likewise read the epistle from Laodicea. By the way, this is how we have so many copies of the New Testament and portions of the New Testament over and over and over again from this exact time period. And, uh, and then the, uh, the ensuing years, about 100 years after, there's hundreds of documents that are uh, contemporary to the original writing copies because, because of this reason. It was meant to be doctrine all over. And so you've got the Word of God. I just wanted to make sure that I said that. And so if you can just for a moment with me, imagine the scene. This epistle is being read in the Colossian church, and they're uh, given their closing remarks, the, the epistle from Paul, whomever is reading it, uh, saying, greet this person, Onesimus and Tychicus and uh, Jesus, which is called Justice and Epiphras and all of that. And they feel it winding down. As Paul's letters, they kind of read similarly. You can tell he's closing. And so they're about to leave. They're, you know, if it was in church today, they're closing their Bible. They're zipping up their purse, whatever. You can feel the rustle in the crowd. They can sense their preacher's about done. But then he zeroes in on one man. And this is the second to the last verse in the epistle, verse 17. And say to Archippus, take heed to the ministry which thou hast received in the Lord, that thou fulfill it. And then the next verse is the salutation by the hand of me, Paul. Remember my bonds. Grace be with you. Amen. And I can just imagine all eyes in the congregation going straight to Archippus. Little is known about Archippus. In fact, he's mentioned only one other time, and that is in the tiny little book of Philemon. This church at Colossae was likely meeting in the house of Philemon, and Archippus was probably the son of this man who was uh, providing this place for the congregation to assemble. So he wasn't a son of a preacher, likely, but he was a ministry kid. You know, he, he is living the church life. You know, my kids, whenever we go to any church building to have service with any congregation, any church, they always are very comfortable. They just fit right in. They find the toys. They don't mind wandering on the platform. Sometimes I sort of have to reel them back and say, yo, this isn't your house, right? Let's act like a guest, <laughs> okay? They just are very comfortable in a church. And Archippus was probably a young man, but he was a man who, according to this verse, had received a ministry in the Lord. And Paul gave him three words, or perhaps two words of exhortation, fulfill it. Take heed, fulfill it. Don't quit. Archippus had been given a ministry in the Lord. He was called to the ministry himself. And by the way, every good minister, every good preacher knows that his ministry is from the Lord. He's called by God and will answer to God. And Archippus, for whatever reason, Paul had that inspiration of the Holy Spirit, or perhaps he knew him personally. We don't know. We don't know. But Paul wrote from inspiration of the Holy Spirit, Archippus, whatever you're going through, whatever you're considering, whatever you're thinking about, your loyalty is to the Lord. And that ministry, the ministry of getting souls to Jesus that 
God has given you that specific ministry, the thing that he's called you to, you better fulfill it. There's a difference between a burden and a call. Everywhere I go, I feel burdened for where I am. I hear somebody preach about the Middle East or about South America or about California or about the Northeast. I have a burden for those places. But God calls you to one place at a time. And I believe that Archippus was called to a specific ministry. And he may have been discouraged. He may have been thinking about quitting. But Paul, as he closed his letter, of course, the Lord telling Paul to do it, said, Archippus, take heed to the ministry that thou hast received in the Lord, that thou fulfill it. It's not enough to have done the ministry for a while. Now, everybody has a ministry. Every saved, born-again person, every baptized believer has a ministry something that God has given them to do. God doesn't save anybody to sit around and wait till Jesus comes. You're supposed to work till Jesus comes and serve the Lord, working in the ministry. Whatever God has given you, God's given it, not man. Whatever God has given you, I encourage you today, as the Lord encouraged Archippus, the young man here at the church at Colossae, whatever God's given you, take heed to it, fulfill it. Don't quit. It's not enough to do it for a while and then flake out. It's not enough to use to have served God. Whatever God's given you, fulfill it. Complete it. Keep on after it. Don't get discouraged. Fulfill it. Lord, may our prayer be, may our desire be, may our aim be, whatever you've given for us, help us to go ahead and complete it. To not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Help us to fulfill it. Help us to be faithful in the Lord, for you've been faithful to us. I appreciate you listening. I pray that you'll have a great weekend in church. God bless you. I'll see you next week.